If you had to come up with a plan B to retool as a leader in today's down economy, with the experience and knowledge you already have, these are the exact steps you can take to thrive. Welcome to the Visionary Leaders Circle podcast. I am your host, Dr. Ginny Barrow. Leaders want it all. In this podcast, we talk about it all, from how to integrate all of who you are, from developing leadership skills and empowering yourself with a growth mindset in your career, relationships, finances, and even your emotional, physical, and spiritual health. Thank you for joining us. In this episode, Dr. Jenny Barrow sits down with Kate Conroy, who is the Vice President of Strategic Partnerships with the New Jersey Business and Industry Association. Kate shares why soft skills and emotional intelligence are so critical for leadership and how to step up and be a leader when it's not always the easy thing to do. Why don't we start by you sharing with the audience who you are, what you do, and what your background is, because that's the background with which you're going to answer the questions that we're going to address. Sure. So my name is Kate Conroy. I'm the Vice President of Strategic Partnerships with the New Jersey Business and Industry Association. It is the largest statewide business association in the country with about 10,000 members. I help members figure out how best to use their marketing dollars when they're ready to start sponsoring events and getting in front of audiences with speaking opportunities. I also help run the events department, so the, the two go hand in hand. I have about 17 years, that's hard to say, not-for-profit business association experience. Before this job, I was the vice president of uh, a big chamber of commerce out of North Jersey. And my background is that I have a master's degree in medieval history. I always wanted to be in school. And the funny thing about a liberal arts degree or history degree is that it's basically the study of human nature and human behavior. And so that has really informed my success. I read people really well. I'm not afraid to speak publicly. It's not that my life didn't take me where I thought it was going to go, but the tools in my toolbox have really helped get me where I am today. And it sounds like you love what you do because I know I was one of the speakers at the NJBIA, the virtual event that was yes. amazing uh, last week. And so I know that you are super comfortable and how much you enjoy what you do. That's really a pleasure to witness that. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, when I try to think about what I like about what I do, there are three components. I like the thrill of the chase. I like, you know, putting something together and being creative and thinking about what a, an agenda is going to look like for an event and then putting all of the, the pieces, like finding a speaker here and getting a, like the thrill of the chase, getting it all together. I like a scavenger closing. hunt. Yeah, it is. It's like a scavenger hunt for real. Um, and I like closing the deal. I like signing the paperwork and locking it down and then doing the, the, the follow-up stuff. And then this is nerdy, <laughs> but I love <laughs> spreadsheets. So at the <laughs> At the end of an event, I could be like the spokeswoman for Excel because I just love them so much. As long I, as you know what, what turns you on, Kate, that's all that matters. It's so lame, but I really love like plugging in the numbers, like how many registrants we had, how many attendees we had, how many sponsor dollars did we raise, how many ticket sales did we do, like all of all the, the analytics. Yes, I love the analytics. It's so I love lame. that. I know, yeah. And the self-awareness around that is amazing. So I'm getting from you, Kate, the fact that you love connecting with people, that you love re that you can read people really well, yeah. is that you have a high EQ, my friend. Yeah. All modesty aside, EQ is emotional intelligence, yeah. which includes self-awareness, yeah. 
self-management, social mm -hmm. awareness, and relationship management. You have yeah. all four. I, I've never really thought about it before, um, but I think you're right. I definitely, and, and things that have happened in my life have shaped that, you know, it, and it hasn't been like an easy peasy, <laughs> lemon squeezy kind of life. There have been challenges that have forced me to develop those skill sets. But I personally really believe that the soft skills are not teachable and they are the most important, you know? Great segue. Let's talk about leadership skills that are the most critical in your opinion these days. What would those be, Kate? So because of COVID, you know, we're, we're going through all kinds of transitions. I know that other organizations are going through transitions and it's not easy to act like a leader sometimes. Sometimes I just want to flip over a table and stamp my foot and <laughs> go to bed th for three days. But thing that a leader does is follows that thinking to its natural conclusion. We could do that and then we would still have the problem three days later when we got out of bed and had have to figure out what the next step is. So tantrums don't work. You have to just be really practical and say to your team, I get it. I'm feeling the same way. And the problem is still this. What are we going to do? It's not a very fun part of leadership. It's challenging, but I think it's the thing that sets people apart because anybody can be a, a, a good team member. Anybody can like pick up the bricks and haul them to the next spot and put, put together whatever it is we're trying to put together. But a leader is somebody who says, all right, we just ran into this problem. It's not our fault. Somebody dropped the ball over here. It's now our, our issue. Let's problem solve. Let's fix it because the, the thing still needs to get built. What do we do now? Yeah. So I think that having, having I guess that skill would be, I hate this word, pivot. <laughs> Being able to pivot successfully and getting your team on board with the pivot, getting, getting them to buy into whatever it is you're trying to get them to do because it's the right thing for the organization. I love Brene Brown's quote. I think about this all the time. A leader's job is to figure out what the next right thing is and then do it. And that is so often the hardest part of the job. Like, what is the next right thing? I've, I've got this issue now. What do I do now? And it's not easy, but sometimes being really transparent and saying to your team, FYI, this just happened. What do we think? What, what do we think? There's a couple of things that you are actually bringing up in what you're sharing. One of them is the self-awareness, right? We have a problem. I don't have to be the only one who fixes this problem. No. <laughs> and I'm going to ask people around me for their opinion. How, do you, how would we collectively address this issue, which is the whole topic of this book that I'm writing, inclusion. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Right? That's inherent in what you're sharing with us, Kate. Yeah, no man is an island. I think that's, uh, that's a saying. And as much as, you know, I'm an extrovert, but I'm also an empath, which makes me need the introversion space sometimes. And as much as I like sitting on my couch and just doing nothing and talking to no one, and I also would be devastated if I never had interactions like this again. I mean, I think we all went through a little casual depression over the summer and in the spring when being with people was not allowed anymore. That was awful. Yeah, being with people is necessity, meeting people is a necessity. And, you know, even if you are not somebody who likes to ask for help, like 
like me, I hate asking for help. <laughs> Many of us do. It's not an option. Like it's lovely to think that you can do it all on your own, but in practical terms, it's impossible. Especially in leadership. Beautiful. How would you summarize what you said? I think pivoting, but keeping your team involved in the conversation through every pivot, you have to keep them involved because you can't problem solve alone every problem. So I'm hearing pivoting with collaboration and also transparency, lots yes. of transparency, which brings up Brene Brown again, which is that transparency requires vulnerability. Yeah. Oh my gosh, completely. It's something I wish I had known at the very outset of my career because I hated being vulnerable. I hated expressing weakness. I hated it. And part of the problem was, you know, I'm five foot zero. I have this baby face going on. I'm going to be 44 years old next week. And I have often been told that I look much younger than that. And so for years, I had this like Hillary Clinton bob and I wore the most conservative outfits and I never wanted anybody to think that I was not capable of the job couldn't express weakness of any kind. Of course, I was terrible. And, of course you wouldn't be vulnerable. Right, right. It, it took a lot for me to get to, from there to here, and I'm so grateful for the experiences, but ha, ha, allowing yourself to feel vulnerable and allowing your team to know that you need their help, it's huge. It is huge. Yeah. And so let's, let's talk about the next phase, which is, okay, so now you're in the nonprofit world, and you have leaders, and you need to develop those leaders. So what would you recommend as to how companies should go about developing their leaders and the talent during this difficult environment that we're in? I would say one of the mistakes that I've seen over and over again in many organizations is you have somebody who's great and you promote them into management, but you don't train them. Management development is not a thing that we seem to be spending money on anymore. It's not a thing that we train for anymore. You have somebody who's great at sales, so you promote them into a sales leadership position. So now they've got a team of salespeople under them, but their skill set didn't change. They're still really good at sales, but they don't necessarily have the skill set to manage that team. You know, management development, I think, is a huge gap in corporate America and other organizations right now, particularly and not-for-profits don't necessarily have the capital to spend on, on management development, but it's something that I see in corporate America all the time. So, you know, let's, let's unpack that because I love that you brought in cost, right? Yeah, it's expensive. There are many ways to develop management. That's true. You're right. You're totally right. Yeah. So even internally looking at mentoring, how can we have leaders who have more experience mentor others that who just became members or who just became uh, part of the leadership team? Yeah. That would be so valuable, especially because the, the leader himself or herself is probably going to flounder for a while mm -hmm. trying to figure out how do I do this management thing and management and leadership to me go hand in hand. They should. Because we they always should. have, even though we are leaders who are setting the vision, we also have to do some tactical things with the direct reports. Mm -hmm. So we are kind of managing and leading simultaneously is what mm -hmm. I've experienced. There's ways to get creative around the budgets so that we can do the development that they need not leave them out there to flounder and drown and also you know consider how much money do we have in our budget for this development so I, i'm glad that you brought that in and also keeping the lines of communication open so 
say you have the salesperson who gets promoted to a sales management position, they still report to somebody. And so whoever that somebody is, as part of the weekly check-ins, however often the check-ins happen, there should be a part of that conversation that includes, so what kind of management development have you done? What kind of training have you set up for yourself? Are you watching YouTube videos about it? What books are you reading? Because this, this is a progression. You're not going to get promoted into a management role and then stay there forever. The idea is that you continue to move upward. And in order to do that, you have to continually be developing your skill sets, right? Yes. And as a leader, I believe one of our responsibilities is to create a structure mm -hmm. that is going to support our leaders to continue to grow. The how will be very dependent on the individual. Like you may love podcasts. I yes, love reading books. I love them. Mm -hmm. Me too. I love podcasts. Yes. If I could listen to them every day, all day, I would. I do. So to your point, there is some customization there. There's some personalization. Yeah. And the conversation that you're, that you're bringing up is so important because that's the only way you're going to get to learn what the person that you are working with really needs and wants. So let's tackle the very last question, which is for the people that are listening and watching, what advice would you give them? Uh, if they wanted to develop a unique edge during this time? I would say listen as hard as you can because it is amazing what people will tell you without speaking, reading between the lines and listening as hard as you can because you will often pick up pieces of information that you're not supposed to know because somebody is looking to fill silence and so they're just going to talk out of nervousness or out of pomposity. We as human beings hate an uncomfortable silence. We just do. And so it's often something to listen to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just wait for them to fill the silence. And it's hard. It's not an easy thing to do. Trust me. But there are ways that you can fill the silence with an open-ended question. And that can give you so much intel. Like, what did yeah. you think of that meeting? And then just let that, let that sentence let that and let them tell you. Yes. Yes. I love what you're bringing in. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Listening is such a hard skill to master. And as a coach, you can imagine that I was trained to listen. I ask an empowering question and I say, I got all the time in the world. So thank you. And again, that brings up the ability to listen and read between the lines is something that has to do with emotional intelligence. Oh, yeah, I guess it does, doesn't it? <laughs> so it's all about, yeah, our whole interview has really focused around developing our emotional intelligence as leaders. Well, because I think the most important part, the most important thing in any relationship, in any organization, anywhere is trust. And you don't get the trust until you've got vulnerability and you don't have vulnerability until you have emotional intelligence and self-awareness and the, just being open. I don't see success anywhere where there aren't those three things. You have to have that, that trust. I like that trio. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much. What last words do you want to leave the audience with before we say goodbye? <laughs> Can I swear? <laughs> Can, absolutely. Everybody listening, this one has a bomb in it. The motto that I live by is work hard, be nice, take no shit. Love it. I stand behind that 100%. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kate. How can people reach you, Kate, if they wanted to connect with you and expand sure. their 
professional network. My email is the letter K as in Kate and then Conroy, C-O-N like Nancy, R-O-Y at njbia.org. And I have a podcast as well called Other People's Business. If you would like to listen, it's an interview show, but it's the least businessy interview show you'll ever yes. hear. It's very fun and lighthearted. So there's other that. people's business. And can they also connect with you on LinkedIn? Oh, of course. Absolutely. LinkedIn, 100%. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Katie. It was so great to sit with you for even if only for a few minutes. I'm sure we could talk for hours if we wanted to. I think we absolutely could. This was delightful. <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you again for participating in last week's event. It was amazing. And you were a big it part of it. It was amazing. We, I loved it. And our panel was fantastic. Yeah, Has such a great experience doing it. So if anybody listening who wants to get involved with the NJBIA conference that happens every year, yep. I highly, highly recommend it. Yep. It's our Women Business Leaders Forum. Woo! I loved it. Thank, Thank you. you, Kate. Thank you, Jenny. If you enjoy this content, subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends. And if you want to stay in touch and hear from us, join our community to receive valuable strategies and tools at executivebound.com. I'll see you next time.